Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today, we are going to be talking about all of the events from Saturday, February 13th, Sunday, February 14th, and Monday, February 15th of 2021. Um, So, a little disclaimer. Um, I'm going to say this now. I think I say this probably every few months, um, but I'm going to say it here because I know there's some big things happening with members of the extended British royal family who are no longer working, and I want to make it very clear on this podcast that I am only going to be talking about events that the royal family meaning Queen Elizabeth, the Prince of Wales, the Duchess of Cornwall, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, and if they're if the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge children are doing something with their parents that is an official engagement or official photograph or anything like that, I will talk about it. Now, I know this is controversial and I want to say this is not something I do for like there isn't another royal family that has this many generations but when I started this podcast I started in January of 2020 um right after I started a certain royal couple made the announcement that they were no longer going to be working members of the royal family I was still really trying to figure out this podcast. Um, I was, you know, what a time to start a podcast uh, about the royals when that was happening. So I made the decision then that I would not talk about the Duke and Duchess of Sussex on this podcast because of that. um, And that is the primary reason. Now, The exception to that, much like um, what I did for Princess Eugenie when she had a baby, was if the royal household is acknowledging something and it's a historical thing. So if when baby Sussex number two is born and the royal family social media decides to talk about it, we'll talk about it because it will be the 11th great-grandchild for Queen Elizabeth. Like, we'll talk about that. That's okay. What I'm avoiding is talking about members of a royal family that I wouldn't normally talk about now that I've set my parameters and also getting caught up in any of the drama surrounding the Sussexes. Um, So I'm giving this disclaimer. I'm putting myself in the drama, but I'm not going to talk about them. I'm sorry if that's what you're here for. By now, I hope you have realized that that's not going to be on this podcast. It's official daily events, and the Sussexes are not working royals. So that's where we're at. I know what's happening, believe me, I can't not know what's happening when I follow every single royal family in Europe as closely as I do. Like, I know. I'm choosing not to talk about it. So, 
I wanted to give that disclaimer at the top because it's not going to be in the rest of the podcast. So there's that. Um, sorry for the long-winded kind of rant, um, but I have gotten a lot of feedback about this in the past. Um, and so I'm addressing it here. This is why I don't do it. Um, I gave a pretty wordy, you know, kind of stream of consciousness when the announcement was made back in January of 2020. If you want to find that, you can listen to it. Um, it's just a choice that I have made. And then shortly after that choice, I really narrowed down who I talked about anyway. Um, and by then the Duke and Duchess of Sussex would have made the cut. Um, like they wouldn't have been a Royal that I was going to follow anyway. Once I decided to pare down, uh, who I talk about. So again, reminder, in most cases, it's the current monarch, their heir, and if their heir has children. The exception being the British royal family because the British royal family has a monarch, an heir, an almost 40-year-old second in line who has children. So I went single person from each generation. And then I talk about like the youngest generation adult, if they have multiple children, I talk about them. Okay. And a <laughs> little bit more of a like additional thing in cases where the royal, the heir is a minor and has siblings, I will talk about the siblings as well because they aren't working like they don't have day-to-day -day engagements so in spain i talk about leonor i talk about sofia because they're usually always doing events together so just so you know okay all right very long-winded i know but i already know what's coming for me so like i want to address it here if you want to listen keep listening if you want to leave and be mad at me because i'm not talking about the sussexes that's fine um Okay, rant over. So now let's get into the day. Um, so as I suspected, this weekend was really, really light on engagements, um, including today. I wasn't originally going to do a podcast, but then I thought this actually happened yesterday. Um, so yesterday I was on YouTube I was working, I was in my car, I frequently watch YouTube videos, um, like I listen to them in my car, I pay for YouTube premium, um, so that I can listen to videos and do multitask on other apps. Um, and I was scrolling through and just finding something to watch, and the Lifetime, which is a movie channel in the States, um, original movie about the now Duke and Duchess of Cambridge was like a free YouTube premium member watch this kind of thing. Um, so I turned it on and I've seen it. It has um, Camilla Ludington who now plays in Grey's Anatomy. Um, so I watched it for like a, a few minutes, but I watched it when it came out. I've seen it several times since then, but that got me thinking about like other movies about royals that I maybe haven't seen. Um, so I've seen one, there's one about Felipe and Letizia that came out, it's in Spanish, but like it's really, you know, same level of cheesiness. Um, 
And then I remember hearing, like, there was one about Crown Princess Mary and her, like, relationship with now, like, with Crown Prince Frederick. And I was like, um, okay. So I spent, like, a good portion of my afternoon yesterday trying to find that movie. Eventually, with the help of a VPN, I found it and was able to watch it successfully. That is how I spent my Valentine's Day because single. Um, so we are going to go through like the weekend events. We're going to go through each family, but we're also going to do like a little bit of a, a cheese fest and talk about these cheesy movies. Um, so I haven't completely like thought this all out, but I think what I'm going to do is do like a quick rundown of all of the events. Um, no transition music. Like we'll just, we'll just run through it today because it's not going to take very long whatsoever. Um, and then we'll talk about the cheesy movies that the world media has created around <laughs> royals and just the extreme cheesiness of it all. So if you're up for all of that, stick around um, and we'll get right in to all of the day's events. We're going to take a quick ad break though. All right. So we are going to jump right in. Um, like I said, we're just going to fly through these because there's just not a lot to really talk about. Um, so in Belgium, there was nothing. Um, in the UK, so on Saturday, the Prince of Wales released a video message where he introduced or launched the Prince of Wales Nature Challenge that young people throughout the country can complete during their like half term break. Um, so this is similar if you're from the States because we don't have a lot of half terms. Um, we don't have really any. Spring break is kind of like a half term. Um, if you're in college, you'll have a fall break. It's a four-day weekend or something. It's not even a week. It's just like, here's an extra few days for you um, that you can, like, go home and, um, I don't know, kind of get your head on straight before, like, midterms um, or after, depending on how your school did it. I think mine always did it right before midterms. Um, but for most of the rest of the world, you know what a half term is. Just if you're in the States, we don't follow a similar schedule because we're weird. Um, so anyway, most of the UK and, and most of these countries have the same half term schedule. Like they have a fall half term, a spring half term, and like, they're good. Um, so anyway, he launched this Prince of Wales nature challenge so that kids and youth in the UK can get outside, connect with nature, be outside, like, because <laughs> we're all inside all the time. Um, and so we're, we're not going to talk about this every day, but today I thought the activity was really, really cute. Um, the agenda was planting seeds in egg cartons and then making your egg cartons into like a little cal caterpillar. Very cute. Um, so that's what was on, like, the public-facing agenda for the, um, for the weekend. Um, and now I'm going to look at the court circular for today. Um, 
So today, just one event, um, and so what we are going to see, because it's half-term, uh, Duke and Duchess of Cambridge are going to be pretty absent this week because it's half-term, so they're spending it with their kids, um, so it'll be really just Prince of Wales, Duchess of Cornwall, and Queen Elizabeth this week. Maybe a pop-in here and there from Will and Kate, but I doubt it. Um, so anyway, today, the Duchess of Cornwall um, held a meeting a video meeting with the Queen's Own Rifles of Canada, which uh, Camilla is the Colonel-in-Chief of. Um, so that was today. I am going to um, take a quick peek at... Sorry, I, I never know what day I'm supposed to look at at the um, weekend to see if there were any events. I really doubt there were, but let me... Yeah, there is no court circular from this weekend, so nothing on Saturday or Sunday. Um, so that is what was going on in the British royal family. Nothing in Denmark. Um, the Netherlands. The Netherlands surprised me a little bit, you guys. Um, so... They're, they're redeeming themselves, which is great because this was kind of cute. So on Sunday, which was Valentine's Day, um, King Willem Alexander and Queen Maxima shared a like new photo of themselves um, on Valentine's Day, like just to celebrate the day, which like how cute is that? Um, and it was basically like, I call it a quote recreation of their proposal. Um, so King Will Alexander proposed to Maxima um, on an ice skating rink at the palace that they now live in. Um, but I don't, he might have lived there when the proposal happened too. But then they moved and then they moved back after becoming king and queen. Um and there's a pond that has an ice skating rink, of course, in the winter because it's a pond, so it turns into ice. Um, and that is where he proposed. And so this picture was just like a mock proposal type of thing. They're both super casual in jeans. Maxima is wearing a beanie that like finally made me feel okay wearing a beanie. I always have a hard time wearing beanies. I don't feel confident in them, but then like I saw that it was supposed to point up and I felt better about my life. Um, and so it was just really cute and like super cheesy. And I guess I don't remember this, but they used to do this, but I didn't know. Um, I had seen on some Instagram fan account that I follow um, that she was hoping that they would maybe send out a picture this year, and then they did. Um, but I didn't know that that was a thing before, I think, the 13th, and then they posted the picture on the 14th. So I thought that was really cute. Um, and just, like, cheesy as all get out, and, like, sometimes they're really on, and, like, this was it. I liked it. Um, so that was on Sunday, and then they surprised me even more and had an event today, meaning they only took a two-day weekend, which is unheard of. They usually always take three, so this was amazing. Um, so today, King Willem Alexander took part in a video call 
with participants for the first test events for Field Lab Events, um, which is a company that researches or that is researching the return of safe, responsible, in-person events after the COVID crisis to find out what works. So apparently they're launching, there's an event with like 500 people coming in the Netherlands in the next, like it might be happening now. I couldn't quite figure that part out. Um, And they're exploring and researching how it goes before, how it goes during, how it goes after, like what people's behaviors are, um, post-event testing, pre-event testing, etc. Like just trying to keep everyone safe. I think that's really cool. It's kind of terrifying to me. Um, So I think I've mentioned this now, but I live in a state that did a lot of early action, um, like well done in the US for the situation the states were in. Um, And we just got rid of our curfew Um, So we had a curfew from, I think, like 10 to 5 or something like that, 10 10 p.m. to 5 a.m., and it was just lifted. Um, My county was specifically in, like, a stay-at-home advisory, not an order, but a stay-at-home advisory, and that has been lifted, and so things are kind of crowded. Um, This is, like, a weird anecdote, but, like, my leasing office has been, has always had their doors locked. Um, and you had to like call and make an appointment or pick up your package from there. Um, and today I called because I needed to get something and they were like, oh yeah, we're open now. And I was like, oh, of course you are. Like that makes sense, but I was just not expecting it. Um, and so that was like a really weird experience, but kind of great. Um, like things are for now getting better. It feels like, um, hopefully that trend continues um while more and more people get vaccinated and stuff but like I thought this was like a really positive sign of things to come I appreciated it still really holding out hopes for things um okay so that was the Netherlands um then in Norway Crown Prince Regent Akun held an audience with the chief of the air force um nothing much to say on that uh, Spain, there was nothing. They have like a weird schedule this week in which they work a lot, but only for three days. Um, but they like packed those three days really, really full. Um, so we'll see them for the next three days and then they'll, I think it looks like maybe they're scheduled off on Friday as well. Um, so that is what was going on in Spain. Absolutely nothing. Um, and then in Sweden, The Royal House sent out a press release this morning um, that Queen Sylvia had a fall at home um, and has now fractured her wrist. Um, But she was, by the time they sent that message, she was back home doing well given the circumstances. And that is a quote. Um, So that was really unfortunate news. Uh, I remember the first thing I saw of it this morning, because those who don't know, I live six hours behind most of the European royal households, only England. Um, the UK is five hours ahead, but like by the time I wake up in the morning, depending on what time I wake up, it's usually the afternoon, um, in Europe. 
So by the time I woke up, the first thing I saw about it was like, Queen Sylvia taken to the hospital with no context because that's how a certain royal fan account that I follow does that, which is super stressful and annoying. Um, and clickbaity. I don't like clickbait. I know I do it for my titles, but like not that intensely. Not like Queen Sylvia has been taken to the hospital with no context. Um, watch me title this Queen Sylvia taken to the hospital. I will not. I will not do that. Um, but anyway, so that she is fine. She's back home. Fractured wrist. Very unfortunate, but thank goodness it looks like she is totally fine. Um, and then the final thing on our overview is that Prince Daniel took part in a board meeting for the Princess Estelle Cultural Foundation, which the Swedish royal family launched last year. Um, and just recently announced that they are taking part in another um, installation. I don't don't remember reading. I don't remember all the details, but we'll talk about it more when it launches. Um, okay, so that's our overview. Not a whole lot happening today, and I know I just like quick fired through a lot of that, but like truly there weren't any details given on most of these events. So that's what we had. Um, and so now we're going to take another very quick break. I will be right back and we'll talk about all the cheesy movies that I've seen about royals. So obviously, I have a podcast focused on the royals, which means that I am, of course, a fan of royals. Um, I don't consider myself a monarchist, truly only because I don't live in a monarchy. My whole way of thinking would be a lot different if I lived in a monarchy. Um, but I don't. I get to admire from afar, from the States, um, and we'll see if my opinion changes if I ever do move to a monarchy, which is something I hope to do, um, but never. I don't think I would ever necessarily be a citizen, but I do want to like live in the majority of the countries that I talk about, at least for like a year or something. Um, and so I have seen over the course of my lifetime a lot of movies about royals, um, like a lot, <laughs> an embarrassing amount. So I don't quite remember what year this movie came out. Um, I will Google it, but the first one I remember seeing is The Queen with Helen Mirren, written by Peter Morgan, who is also the writer of The Crown. Um, and it's all about Queen Elizabeth's response to the death of Diana, Princess of Wales. And... Um, you know, I remember thinking it was a good movie, um, but not really understanding enough. So that came out in 2006, and I saw it in theaters. So I saw it in 2006. Um, but, like, I knew that... I knew who Princess Diana was, but I, I was four, um, and I had just turned four when... Diana was killed in the crash. Um, so, like, I don't have a 
functional memory. I know my mom and my aunt and like my family loved her. And so they definitely like talked about her. Um, but I didn't grow up watching her become a princess and then watching her go through what she went through. Um, that wasn't my experience. So my experience is, you know, a lot through this movie and documentaries I've seen about that. Um, so I remember watching this movie and thinking it was really good, but mostly I was just like, okay, Helen Mirren was awesome and like played that really well. Um, and then we, I, <laughs> I say we because it was like my family and I, cause I was still pretty much living at home, um, watched, um, so I was a freshman in college, but 17 when Will and Kate got married. And so I was 17 when the next series of movies came out. So there's the Lifetime one, which is what started me on this train of thought anyway. Um, that was, I thought at the time, like, it is still one of my go-to cheesy movies. Like, if I want a cheesy movie to watch where, like, clearly I know how it ends because it's based on a on real life, um, then I will definitely, like, consider that one. Um, you know, just to, like, if I'm in the need for, like, a cheesy rom-com, but, like, I don't know. Um, it also now feels really weird to watch these movies because... Like, I talk about these people every day. Um, so it feels a little more... I, I definitely haven't watched it since I started this podcast, other than, like, the few seconds I watched of it yesterday before I decided to, like, find the Crown Princess Mary movie. Um, but then I remember there was another one from the Hallmark Channel that came out, and it had pretty unknown people playing Will and Kate, but it had Victor Garber playing... The Prince of Wales, which I found fantastic. And I've been trying to find that one to rewatch it because I don't really remember it. I just remember Victor Garber. Um, and so I'm looking for that one still to watch. Um, but like, I'm sure it's, I mean, it's, it can't be that different. I think it's a lot more about her transition. Um, like about the quote unquote princess lessons of it all, um, if I'm remembering correctly, but I don't really remember. Um, that was almost 10 years ago that that came out. I think it came out after the wedding. Um, but they will have been married for 10 years in a couple months. So like it was definitely about 10 years ago that that movie came out. Um, and I think I have only seen it once or twice. So I've seen the Lifetime one more than that. Not an excessive amount, but more. Um, and then, so that was kind of it. And then, like, I found some more royals, and I kind of started liking them, and, um, I remember just kind of, like, watching a movie, and this is, this is what YouTube had. So, YouTube had the Felipe and Letizia movie. It's called Felipe y Letizia de Bear and Carrer, um, which is Felipe and Letizia, Responsibility and 
love, I think. Love and responsibility, something like that. Um, and I watched it, but it's in Spanish. And at the time I spoke no Spanish, maybe just like very basic high school Spanish. Um, and then on top of that, it either had Italian subtitles or was Italian dubbed. So it was possibly in Italian and I really had no idea what was happening. <laughs> but I remember always thinking they were fighting because Spanish people are incredibly passionate and they seem like they're yelling all the time. Um, and I just was like, this can't be real life. Like, I don't understand why these people got married if they're always fighting. Of course, I know it's not real life, but like, based on real events, like, are these people always fighting with each other? I don't, I didn't get it. I still, when I, I've, I watched that movie, I actually listened to it a lot, um, because it really helps me practice my Spanish, um, because I know the storyline, so I can focus more on the language. Um, I do that with some other shows, like, I have watched, um, a couple of shows in Spanish with English subtitles to help me practice my Spanish. Um, but I, I do that. I listen to it so I can practice my Spanish. I don't really watch it, but like, you know, I like to make sure that I know what's happening and then go and practice my Spanish. But it's, it's a really cute movie. If you speak Spanish, you can find it online, lots of different places. Um, it, it's very good. But it's, you definitely, if you don't speak Spanish or understand Spanish culture, you think they're yelling at each other all the time. <laughs> because every conversation they have is really intense. But it always, because if you don't understand the language, it seems super argumentative. It never is. Sometimes it is. But for the most part, it's not. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's really good. But it's kind of cheesy. Um, and then that brings us to my Valentine's Day event which is Mary, the Making of a Princess, which is what I watched last night. It is about the life of Crown Princess Mary after she meets Crown Prince Frederick. And oh my gosh. <laughs> so it is an Australian production, which meant it was in English. Thank you very much, because if it was in Danish, I could not watch it because I don't understand Danish, like at all. Um... <laughs> And it's, I thought that the Will and Kate Lifetime movie was super cheesy, um, so much, but then I saw this, and it was so horribly good. Like, do you know what I mean when I say that? Like, it was so bad, but it was so much fun to watch because it was so bad. Um, and again, I think it helps that obviously, like, I know the ending. Um, but it took, like, every worst part of their story, like, worst version of the same story, and, like, put that in the movie. Like, the way they met... I mean, some of it's true. I don't think all of it's true. Um, however, 
They also, in that first scene, and I don't know if this is true, but, like, apparently at the bar that they met at, the pub that they met at during the Sydney Olympics, apparently Crown Prince Frederick was there with his brother, Crown Prince Felipe at the time, who is, you know, now the King of Spain, um, Princess Marta Louise of Norway, um, and then this, like, fictional person um, named Bruno from Spain. I don't know who that is at all. Um, they also never claimed he was a prince, which was helpful. Um, so maybe he was just a friend of Felipe's or something. But still, weird. Um, and then one of the, quote, princes of Greece was there. Um it just it was so bad um but I also kind of loved everything they also kept saying Felipe wrong they kept saying Philippe which was hilarious to me um so there was that scene and then like there was a dinner scene where they were judging her like the people portraying Queen Margaretha and Prince Henrik were per, were criticizing her for not knowing Danish and then all of a sudden she started speaking Danish like fluently like right after that scene so there was like no transition period um it was just <laughs> you guys it was the best worst movie I've ever seen um I will probably <laughs> I will definitely be watching it at least once more in my lifetime um, because it's that funny. Um, but I thought like that was a, a fun way, like a little Valentine's Day thing. I also posted a couple cute pictures online and on social media um, and just like a really fun way to like for us as the podcast to celebrate Valentine's Day um, with the cheesy movies about our favorite royal couples because... The cheese factor was fantastic. Um, so yeah, that is that is where I'm at. If you can find Mary, the making of a princess, more power to you. Enjoy it. It's hilarious. Um, and like, if you're under 18, maybe don't watch it. It's not super bad, but like, there are some scenes that I wouldn't want anyone under 16 to see necessarily but that's I'm not a parent so just be responsible that is my advice in this moment um but yeah it was just really great so that is how we're gonna end this weird little episode of ours um I'll be back tomorrow like I said there's a ton of events in Spain so we'll talk about all that there's some other events scheduled for the uh, for tomorrow as well from some other royal households so we'll have lots to talk about tomorrow um, until then though check out the dailyroyal.com where I'll post um, we don't have a lot of pictures of anything but I'll post the cute like Willem Alexander and Maxima photo um, and yeah, I think that is all we have for today. So check out thedailyroyal.com and the Daily Royal on Instagram. Like and review this podcast wherever you're listening, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Bye.